0: Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey
2: everybody, Arch here and it is Monday. Max, how you doing? You know,
3: uh, much like Panther suffered from years of unprotected sex, uh, I must have been suffering from years of going to concerts without ear earplugs in because uh, the last couple of days I've gotten like really bad tinnitus. Like, <laughs> So if I'm louder than usual, I apologize. It's not actually like me getting mad about anything. It's just I can barely hear, mm. so... It's terrible. It's terrible. I feel like I'm like, you you know, like when you get out of the pool and like the, the water's like in your ears and you're like, that's kind of how I've been the last couple of days.
2: You're getting old, Max.
3: Welcome to the club.
2: It's terrible. It's terrible. What's going on, Panther?
4: I don't know how I sit here and I'm minding my own business. We're a pleasant conversation and the first like high road, Max, just firing shots. Boom. It's Monday. Unprotected sex for Panther. Like I got five kids. I get it made a few mistakes in my life let it go man whoa, whoa
3: whoa 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 you're calling your kids mistakes L oh, panther that's that's terrible listen if panther's children are listening you're not mistakes you're beautiful and you're all meant to be on this
2: earth i mean cl- no. clearly you did something wrong in a past life to end up with papa panther but
4: <laughs> they're all oops babies <laughs> they know it none of, none of them were planned uh i did the Saxy maxi show yesterday yeah, what's defeated. up with that
2: you just throw his uh conspiracy theory out
4: without even uh, just dismiss it Oh, My God, it was like having a third guy on the show yesterday. Alex Saxey was just off off on the deep end with his conspiracy theory. I tried to get I tried to derail him, but he's he's dead set on it. But we did go undefeated. Um, with our our bets, our liens. like we we hit everything. The Panther Parlay hit, KOD hit, like fucking everything. Checked the boxes yesterday.
2: Max, let me just ask you a question. Just just a, just a quick, just yes or no, whatever. You can elaborate. Do you think it's advantageous for the casino not to track your every move?
3: Oh, I mean, they they should track your every move. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's beneficial so, to them. Yeah, it's it's absolutely beneficial okay, to okay. them. And, uh, so I, uh, you know, I was I was shocked that Panther was so dismissive of what Maxi was saying yesterday. I, I get I get Panther's point about there being a gaming commission that needs to you know. Uh, regulate things and so forth in fact we had a a huge story over the weekend i don't know if you guys saw that someone actually uh one one of the the machines malfunctioned and the game commission tracked down the person gave him like two hundred ninety thousand dollars because they were supposed to win so i mean shit like that happens but to maxi's point is if the casino is not able to track you then i think you have a better chance of winning the moment that they track you you, you're you're gonna have a harder time winning, or you're gonna. I know you're getting comped and all that stuff. Blah blah blah. In the long run, though, they're gonna get your money. And they, you know, it, to, yeah. to Maxie's point, though, in the short term, maybe maybe you know you make a couple bucks here and there, solid dollars that you know you walk away from the casino up, you know, hundred bucks or so. I don't know. Like, uh, I, I I've had um fairly good luck at like you know just playing random slot machines when I'm in casinos. I typically don't play. Uh, video machines or video poker or anything like that i'm I'm usually at a table of some sorts but i've i've actually had some good luck of just putting a random you know five dollars in a slot machine pulling the you know and boom hitting and walking away and then that's it so i think there's some credibility to what maxi was saying i really do
4: Arch, what are we going to do with these guys? I feel like it's two on two. I think you're on my side. The casinos don't have to do anything because the slot machines, for example, they're getting three cents on the dollar every single time that that, that wheel spins. They don't need to do anything, whether it's card, no card or anything, because they're they're not building those damn hotels and casinos because people are winning. Um, and like I said, the commission, they regulate that stuff. They go through these, all these different protocols and computers that make sure everything's dialed in. I have a hard time with the conspiracy stuff because everything's already in the casino's favor.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds of the subject. You're absolutely right. They don't have to do anything to fix the games. Roulette isn't, isn't rigged. There's no special. Sp- the, the, uh, the dealer does not spin the ball in a certain ways to make sure you lose. The game's rigged against you. I mean, same with Blackjack and, and Baccarat. They're, they're, they're all mathematically rigged against you. But at the same time, I don't like anybody tracking my movements. So I don't, I don't get the cards. I don't get the player comps. I just uh, I go in. I try to be as anonymous as possible. I don't even like giving you know anybody my real name <laughs> in any walk of life. So, yeah, ah, there's that. So it's an inter- interesting debate, and I think we'll have to touch on it a little bit longer later down the road. You guys clued me into some news, though, and this one really, really surprised me. I'm going to pull it up on screen so you can see it. Max, you've got to have some thoughts about this. Houston, in talks with Lovie Smith. That's crazy.
3: I, I it, Unbelievable. I mean, that's not the direction I thought that Houston would be going in. Um, you know i I was i was kind of banging the drum saying that uh, it seems like the hires are getting younger and younger right you're basically getting these uh 30 30 something year olds or 40 something year olds to coach uh lovey smith is the anti version of that he is he's the basically like the stability guy right he's the dusty baker that you're bringing in might not necessarily win you many uh championships, but at least it's stable, right? It's stable crap as opposed to uh volatile crap. I was surprised that they got rid of Cully after one year. I think he overperformed last year. Um but maybe it's that whole thing is like, well if we want to lose we'll bring in Lovey Smith.
4: I think that's the problem here. I think you're making a big deal of how the the um they're talking about how the minority coaches kind of have a losing track record. Well, when you're a minority coach and you're chasing a head coaching job and the only thing that's available is shit jobs. And this Houston job is a shit job. You're destined to lose. Like a, I don't see Lovey Smith lasting four years. B in that four years, I don't see this thing getting correct that quick. Uh, so this, this is, I think a bad decision for Lovey Smith if he cares about winning. Maybe just you know tail end of his career. I believe he's in his 60s, so maybe just looking for that one last paycheck. But uh, I, I don't see this as a, a good move for the organization or for Lovey Smith.
2: You got to worry about perception in this one too. You really do. Yes, hiring and talking to minority coaches is not a bad thing. But if you're bringing in a guy who is, and he's got a 500 record in the NFL. He's been abysmal in college. He's 17 and 39 in college. You're hiring a guy that it looks like you're gonna end up firing. And he's a minority. This is this is the perception is just gonna be so bad on this one.
4: Well, it's not a done deal. That's the thing. They're just they're interviewing him and they've been that they're hinting there, but it's not a done deal. But I'm telling you, if this is the hire, you've really got to be scratching your head on the owner and the GM down in Houston and what the hell they're doing.
3: Yeah, I I don't think that this is the best hire for them, and and from what I'm seeing too is uh Bien-Ami had an eight hour interview with the Saints the other day, so it seems like they're pretty high up on Beanie. We'll see if he actually gets the job or not. Uh, but I thought that was kind of the direction I thought they would go is is someone like uh, Beanie and and go the the. Be- at least that he's younger, you know, the offensive minded route. I, I was, yeah, I, I, this comes out of left field. Like I hadn't even heard Lovey Smith's name, uh, you know, I, and again, yeah, as, as, Arch points out, I, I am familiar with Lovey Smith mm-hmm. as a Rams fan. Um, And I'm sure our, our, our listeners in Chicago are very uh, familiar with Lovey Smith as well. Uh I, I just, this is shocking. I don't, th- I don't think it's a, a necessarily a, a great hire. I don't think it's uh, going to benefit them in the long run. So I, If you're going to just have a bridge coach or if you're going to, you know, something must be up with Cully. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe he truly gave them the middle fingers or something like that is like, you know, maybe not the, uh, the fake Brian Flores middle fingers. Maybe he actually did go tell the GM to go fuck himself or something like that. But I just keep him around. I mean, you're paying this guy now. I think Cully's contract was a four year, $22 million deal, right? Do the math. He coached one of those guaranteed contract. Got paid twenty two million dollars for his season last year. Why not just fucking hold on to him? Now you can pay another coach. That, that's the shit that pisses me off. Is yeah, they, they have these hard salary caps on players. Like uh, time to cap the fucking coaches. Like you, <laughs> you, can't have more than a certain amount of money tied up in like a certain amount of coaches. And, and you'll see, you'll see the uh, the coaches stick around a little bit longer. It's it's fucking it's insane the, the amount of money that they can pay these guys and then just kind of pay them off. I mean, shit. The New York Knicks are probably paying what ten coaches over the last like 20 years or something like that <laughs> I, and I think they i think that's an issue i really do um and and how can you say that uh, you're bringing in a coach to execute a a three or four or five year vision and it's after one year it's like eh, no it's good we're all good here we're gonna pay you and just don't show up to work tomorrow i mean it's a, it's the american dream really is, is to just kind of get paid for the next four years and not have to do anything
2: that's true uh cully was fired you guys for philosophical differences over the long-term direction and vision of our program moving forward. Doesn't that stink after the story last week? You just kind of oh, know what that time. is.
3: Big time. Yeah. It's, it's, I want to win. Yeah. Like we we, we we didn't get the number one pick. That, that's what that reeks of. Yeah. Like we, we didn't get the number one pick in the draft.
4: They, didn't offer, they just didn't offer him enough money for his losses. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> that, that does stink because Coley, I think when we went into the preseason, we would have been hard-pressed to find two wins for that Houston-Texas team. And it, what they end up with, like, four wins? Four wins. Yeah. that That is overproducing with what he was dealt with, the shadow of Deshaun Watson, everything going on, the covers being bare because of Bill O'Brien. Um, he – he overperformed, and they chased him out of there. I wouldn't be opposed to watching Coley and Flores team up and show up on a, a team together if the general manager and owner just stayed the fuck out of the way and let a, let a couple coaches do their jobs. <laughs> they wouldn't
2: take advice from upstairs. We know that. Uh, another hire. This was maybe more in line with what you guys are talking about. The Dolphins hired Mike McDaniels, head coach. He was the 49ers offensive coordinator uh he's pretty young right i don't see his age here 38 he's 38 30, 30, 30, 30. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah pretty young yeah he's younger than me i i consider that young
2: <laughs> everybody's younger than than me now yeah uh, it's it's
3: terrible uh yeah i mean interesting interesting it's it, i guess it's another one will do we chalk this up to the mcveigh tree at this point or or i guess the shanahan tree or the something like that. Entry. Yeah, the shanahan tree, right i mean um Young guy, offensive-minded guy. Uh, we'll see. You know, I think P- Panther made the point in the pre-show. Not sure if it was recorded or not. Is this is not like the 49ers offense was this goddamn juggernaut. <laughs> you know, like we weren't clamoring to, to hire uh, offensive guys from there. But we'll see. Uh, you know, it's a uh, uh, interesting hire going from the defensive-minded guy. He, what did you say in the pre-show that may or may not have been recorded? Right, so uh, I said. The,
2: he, I mean, come on, look at him. He looks like a fucking nerd. He looks like a YouTuber.
3: Well, be, besides that amazing oh. critique, what he said was you bring in the defensive guy to set oh, yeah, the tone yeah, yeah. and then the offensive guy to finish the fucking job,
2: essentially, right? I just wonder if that guy can motivate you. He doesn't look like he, doesn't look like he can motivate me to tie my shoes. That's just that's all I'm saying.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I this hired. I'm, I, I'm not a Dolphins fan, right? None of us are Dolphins fans. We liked what Flores did. So you look at yourself. If you're a Dolphins fan, does this excite you? You you look you look at this hire and you're like okay the, all what he looks like Nervville, whatever aside you look at the San Francisco 49ers under Shanahan they've not been you know this offensive juggernaut um, so you you come in you take over a team that's not been exactly an offensive uh, prowess type team as well the one thing I didn't even know this about the Rooney Rule you guys let's see if you guys even knew this so apparently the San Francisco 49ers will get two third round draft selections as compensatory picks under the Rooney rule for developing minority assistance. I think if I'm a general manager or a, an owner, I'm just going to start loading up on minority assistance and hope they get hired somewhere just to get more draft picks. But I mean, This is what's wrong with the
3: Rooney rule. This is stupid. What, no, I think that's, what's right about the Rooney rule. What, what are you talking about? I think that's exactly what's right about that. Is it's incur- it's incentivizing teams to bring in and develop minority assistance. That's exactly what's needed.
4: How is that wrong? How is that wrong,
3: Panther? Explain this to me. This I think that's the one part of that is right. I think forcing the teams to to interview people that they're never going to hire. I think that's wrong. That's that wrong. needs to be fixed. Yeah. But I think this, this is exactly this is good.
4: Well, I think I think it's bad when when the league is made up of what I'm throwing a number out there ninety percent probably of minority athletes. Those players 70, are going 70, to become coordinators. 70. They're going to become coaches. They're becoming coordinators. You're just going to wait for this to fill out to incentivize teams to promote and and reward them, but. A skin color should never be a factor for anything. Either you can do the fucking job or you can't. I don't care what your religion, your color, your sexual preference. I don't fucking care. Can you do the job? I don't like this. I don't like the Rooney rule in any aspect. So we'll just respectfully disagree. We, we
3: disagree on a lot of things here. So I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked here. I'm just saying is if, if you're basically saying is that one of the issues is that You can't get an opportunity to even become one of these assistants. And now you're saying, okay, teams are going to be incentivized to hire you and develop you. That's the key there. Develop you. Giving you the opportunity and giving you the tools needed and the skills needed to thrive as a head coach in this league. That's what's missing, right? And so you're incentivizing teams to do that? I don't have a problem with that.
2: Yeah, I mean the Rooney Rules presupposes, and, and maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong, that they're not getting the same opportunities. The uh, minority candidates are not getting the same opportunities to become coordinators. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, it, it it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like minority people are being promoted at the same level that white people are, as far as the coaching staffs. So I, I really don't have a big problem with incentivizing people to give people uh, a chance. The problem with, with that I agree with Panther is if you're just you could exploit that. You could exploit that and just try and build up people just to get draft picks. But that's, that's a long con, man. That's a real long con. I just don't know teams who have these win. Now, uh, win now, well, most teams have a win now perspective would be willing to dedicate the resources to promote bums to, in the hope that they could trade them for a third round draft pick. But well, you guys, not
3: gonna, you're guy, not gonna guys still got to get the head coaching job though. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, 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 the that's the yeah, that's, so, the thing. I mean, you have, you have to like, what are one of these things that we say about the enemy just we're just guessing about the enemy is that he probably bombs these fucking interviews it's you know he probably like what, what is your five-year plan and he probably just says patrick mahomes <laughs> right you know i'm just saying it, like, it wasn't running the
2: ball it wasn't clyde edward's hilaire that's <laughs> for sure that wasn't an answer We're
3: guessing that he's, he's bombing these interviews so i think to say mm-hmm. it's like yeah we're, we're going to develop these guys and give them all the skills and knowledge needed to be able to get head coaching jobs I don't have an issue with that at
2: all. Okay then. All right. Oh, and real quick, I do have a graphic here to show you. I believe this is why San Francisco's offense is a little low. I have a graphic here for you to see. This is why San Francisco's offense has been a little, a, a little hamstrung. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did, did you hear the rumor about him going to Tampa Bay? Oh no, I didn't. But I, uh, for you guys on the podcast, Jimmy G. Jimmy G's the answer. That's why San Francisco's offense isn't so good see what they do with trey next year (laughs) hopefully that was the right pick max let's take a break
3: talk about odds jam developed by stanford engineers odds jams an innovative solution designed to identify mathematically profitable betting opportunities they have the fastest real-time data helps you spot discrepancies between different sports books helps users like you place profitable bets like me like you just like you did you use odds jam this weekend a uh, little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of Odds Jam on your toast. Yeah, well, yeah, I bet you saw the 3% profits like every day can add up to big earnings. There's no catch. Just the smartest betting software on the market. You got to use that link in, link in the description, though, so they you know that you're a true D and get used to winning with Odds Jam. You know, I know the Panthers said he's got, what, three NBA? You got two NBA? I think so. Yeah. So we're betting all five NBA, essentially. Yeah.
2: <laughs> three G-Gens, five opinions. All right. Uh, Toronto at
3: Charlotte. At some point, Charlotte's losing streak will come to an end. And it probably should coincide with when their shooting improves closer to their season average. A month ago, they were the third best shooting team in the league. I don't know if you download and listen to every single episode. You probably remember saying, oh, man, Charlotte's amazing. They shoot the ball so well. They went from third to ninth in about a month. Over the past week, they have been the fourth worst shooting team uh, for Toronto. They're riding a five-game winning streak. The teams have only played once this season, and Toronto got the better of the Hornets in that one. And I think they get the better of them again today. It's it's not hard, you know, to to not like this uh, Toronto Raptors team. Pascal Siakam, Fred VanVleet. They, you know, when they're playing the top of their game, one of the more exciting one-two punches in the league and uh, i know they're not quite a championship level team but when this team gets hot like they are right now teams should be afraid to play them and charlotte should be afraid to play toronto tonight ten dollar money line bet on the raptors
2: right
4: well you nailed it on the head toronto is red hot they're scoring well they're playing elite defense they're hitting their threes and all that combined with charlotte on their four game losing streak they're not shooting well they've only eclipsed in their last four games have only eclipsed 100 points twice, and that was 101 and 107. So they're not really playing all that well, but they are 14 and 10 at home. The problem with me is you look at everything that we just talked about, Max, and it's a two-and-a-half-point line? That seems suspiciously low to me Toronto should probably be closer to six even on the road with their 12 and 11 away record something seems off and the four-letter network has Charlotte at 62 percent so I don't know what the hell's going on here but I'm putting my 10 bucks on the Hornets
2: on the Hornets, got gotcha you in. You're taking the you're taking the points. I assume you're not money lining.
4: Yeah, I, I thought about money lining at plus one twenty five, but I'm I'm going to take my two and a half. It's going to be a close game. I
2: can't argue that something does doesn't smell weird about this game, especially with the Hornets opening up minus a, a one and a half. Uh, that that throws me for a little bit of a loop. But the money's got to be hammering Toronto here because they're minus two, minus three at some books. I'm going to scoop them up. I'm going to jump on it with Max. I'm going to scoop up the Raptors minus two for ten bucks. Let's just see what happens.
3: Yeah, I, I'm trying to pull this up right now. Um, yeah, yeah, money, money's on, uh, money's on Toronto. So okay. we'll see. Okay, yeah, seems seems to be driving okay, but uh, nah, it doesn't matter in the NBA to me. It really does. Yeah. But this is the time I,
2: of the I, year when you kind of need to start looking more towards favorites than underdogs. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: that's for sure um speaking of favorites let's look at miami at washington you know i've bet against the wizards a few times this past week and i've won some and i've lost some and i think that goes to panthers point on the sunday show there are some consistently winning teams there are some consistently losing teams and then there's teams like the fucking wizards that make you cry into the torn up betting slips in your hands or your electronic betting slip on your android or ios device like me either way the Wizards can make you cry for sure. As for Miami, when they're healthy, they are one of the top teams in the East. In fact, they are literally right now, by a half game, the top team in the East. Um, it's their fifth road game in a row. They lost their first two. They've won their last two. And I have a feeling that they kind of break that tie today with a win. And then well, on, on Thursday, I'll wish them luck against the Pelicans in New Orleans and see if they split their uh, road trip. But today, it is the heat to win $10 line bet
4: on Miami. Now, Washington's lost four of their last five, and the one win inexplic- inexplicably on the road against the 76ers, who would have saw that coming? But this Heat team, it's kind of like Dallas in the sense that we know who the stars are and we don't think they're very deep, but this team is way deeper than I think we give them credit for Tyler hero. Uh, and this dude's a shooter out there and, uh, but he's listed as day to day. I think he'll be okay. Jimmy Butler day to day. I think he's going to play. Uh, so yeah, I'm with max on this one. I like Miami. I'm going to go ahead and lay the six points, put 10 bucks on the heat. All right. Gotcha. And, um, it's, it's
2: moving. It's moving in your direction. It's moving towards the heat. I've got the wizards over here. Plus seven. That's too many points. I do think the Heat win. I do think that you know, that's you guys are going to cash on money line, no problem. But man, seven points. I got to do it. I got to jump on the Wizards. I think they lose, but I do think they lose closer than seven. So ten bucks on the Wizards, and don't, <laughs> don't don't do do what I say. Don't do what I do.
3: Yeah, I was about to say. This is the time like, when oh, you want to no, take no, favorites. This is, this is not, the time yeah. you want to take favorites. Uh, money is hammering the Wizards, and that line's getting better for them. Oh, there so. you so. go. Those are my
4: two games, Panther. You got one more, right? One more. Let's take a look at the Phoenix Suns. Best team in basketball, Mm. going to the Chicago Bulls, who were the best team in the East for a while, but the injuries have just really gotten the best of them. They're still... Dealing with these uh, injuries, Lonzo Ball is out. Zach Levine is—he's questionable now. He hasn't played for so long, and it's—it's it's been a struggle for this team to really get any consistency. Now they are really good at home at 19 and seven, uh, mm-hmm. but they lost to Philadelphia by 11 points just yesterday. I think Phoenix—I mean this team—just keeps on clicking no matter what gets in their way. They're relatively healthy, and as long as they have Chris Paul and Devin Booker out there. I love this Suns team, so I'm going to lay the seven and a half. I know Art's going to think that's way too many. I don't like it, but I don't like the minus three thirty on a money line. So I'll lay the seven and a half. Hope they cover and put ten bucks on the Suns.
3: Yeah, I, I have this as a close one, but factoring in all those injuries uh, on the Bulls, you know, uh, this—I don't know how you can uh, consider them to even keep this close. Uh, Suns, you know, they, they now have a—we'll call them a healthy. DeAndre Ayton, we'll say he's healthy again, right? Um, he hasn't been healthy all season. So we'll, we'll see how good this team could be. They've they've only got the best record in the entire NBA. So I guess they're pretty good. I'm going to lean the Bulls with the points here. But yeah, way too many injuries for me to even trust them getting
2: points. Yeah, you know, I almost bet the Suns. No shit. It says it's, it was right there. It's a, it, it comes down to do I want to do it or not do it in my little Excel sheet. I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm leaning the Suns here. You're only giving up minus seven. It looks like Panther. They should cover. You're probably safe.
4: Okay. That is all I have for the association.
2: There is some NHL today, right? Two games. Right? Two games. Yep. There we go. Two games. Betting them
3: all. Betting them all. I'm sure me and Panther are going to disagree on both of them, funny enough. Devils awaiting the return of Dougie Hamilton, but now they have to deal with the loss of Jack Hughes. Uh, heading into the All-Star break, the Devils had gotten used to losing because they lost six in a row, nine of their last 10 games. So losing Hughes to COVID protocols was not what they needed right now, but playing an Ottawa team that uh, isn't that great either. That's a winnable game for New Jersey. The Senators technically are a worse team than the Devils. If you look at the win loss or the points scored this, uh, the points this year, but their strength strength of schedule for Ottawa has actually been better than New Jersey. So if you flip a coin, I'd, I'd say these teams are equally bad. Ottawa I know they can beat the Devils. I I can see it, but I at minus one thirty five, one something, plus you know, getting a plus line on the Devils here. I think the value's on New Jersey. So ten dollar bet on the Devils.
4: I'm just looking at the recency here. And, yes, the Devils have played uh, pretty bad, and they've gotten whacked by Toronto to the tune of 13-5 to in their last two games. But you look at what – they've had to go through a murder's row. Toronto twice, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Dallas. They've really had to go through um, a a tough schedule here recently uh, before the All-Star break. And now they kind of get a reprieve going against Ottawa. You're right. This is two garbage teams that probably – under normal circumstances a non bettable game but with only two games on the slate i got to jump on this one too uh, much to your surprise maybe we're on the same side i ottawa at home is only 7 and 11 but they haven't been playing well either this is a winnable game for new jersey i find it to be 50-50 so i will take the plus line of 125 with the new jersey devils yeah i do think ottawa wins
2: i'm just trying to find out where they're located in ottawa i don't know that'd be Oh, they're pretty far from downtown. They're okay. They're they're pretty far from downtown. Okay. The so.
4: truckers aren't near them.
2: <laughs> no, the truckers aren't anywhere near them. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. That shouldn't be an issue. I'll, I'll, I think you guys might be onto something, but I do think Ottawa wins. But that, that plus line's awful sweet. So I would lean that way too. All right, next one up great matchup to uh, two, two of the best teams in the
3: league right now Toronto if you listen to the Saturday show you would know that it's one of my favorites to win the Stanley Cup or if you didn't listen to the Saturday show forget what I just said and go listen to the Saturday show and then you'll know that Toronto is one of my favorites to win the Stanley Cup red hot heading into the break uh, Maple Leafs still could find themselves as a lower seed heading into the playoffs though based on having Tampa and Florida in their division but maybe that lower seed, uh, th- those expectations is what they need. Maybe that's going to benefit them, uh, being cast as the underdog this year as opposed to the favorite to win it. Maybe the, the pressures of uh, pre- previous years have uh, gotten too much for them. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll just slip right in as like a sixth seed or something like that and end up winning it all. Uh, hurricanes, they're you know another top team, right? Um, heading to Metropolitan right now in kind of a dogfight with the Rangers right now in first place there. Uh, going into the break, Carolina, they had won four games in a row. So both teams playing some some winning hockey right now. Uh, Carolina, we know that they've been pretty good on the road this season. They, they're you know, typically unbeatable at home, but they can string together these road wins. It's a tough team. So I can understand if someone jumped on them with the plus line here, but I just think going into Toronto, winning in Toronto is a tough ask, even for a team like Carolina. So I'm going to do a $10 bet on the Maple Leafs.
4: I don't know who that someone is They're referring to Toronto (laughs) is 16 and four and one at home and their record and their, their dominance of recents uh, looks really impressive. When you go down the line, they beat New Jersey twice. They beat Detroit, they beat Anaheim, they beat the Islanders. Like I'm not really getting all that excited over these subpar wins. That's not to say they're not a good team. They're a really good team. I just like Carolina better and I'm getting a, a plus line. I will take that chance. So uh, give me ten bucks on the Hurricanes.
2: All right, man, this is close, Max. It's minus one twenty-five. That's the best line I could find. You can't go much over that, can you?
3: For Toronto, um, you wouldn't want to lay the. No, line. you couldn't no, hit no, that. I, line. I, I, I can get minus one thirty-five. That's, that's you that's can get that. Oh, okay, I can get the minus one thirty five if I had to, but that is pretty much the tops of where I can get with that.
2: Okay, because yeah. I do think Toronto wins, but even at the minus one twenty five, I'm already starting to get a little cold feet here. So this is a tough one. This is going to be really a hell of a matchup. I, I think Toronto wins, but y- you cannot pay too much for them. Right. So we talked about. A li- oh, we got a comment. Sorry, mm-hmm. Ottawa money line fine. He's against both of you guys. Yeah, fine. Iceberg's
3: his not name against- is, His name is Iceberg. I mean, he should know something about <laughs>
4: hockey. I, I gave up on Iceberg and I being friends a long time ago. <laughs> I me for a while, so. <laughs> Fuck you, Iceberg.
2: <laughs> no chicken shit play of the day coming in, I guess. So we talked about the NFL and all its ills and weird decisions and all that. And we talked about the NBA, who's a, just perfectly coming. No problems. And the NHL, Max, that's it.
3: You know, we avoided talking the Pro Bowl. Thankfully I didn't even Thankfully. Didn't even see any of it oh, um, It was awful I, I I was watching some of it It was just terrible So now I just took back my promise We talked about the Pro Ball But that's all you need to know It was terrible Download the DGEN's app for Android or iOS and listen to anything about our picks Your picks Anyone speaks over on Twitter At Betting Absolute No matter what you listen up Please highest rating Comment subscribe Download and listen to every single episode
4: Panther Take us on I glanced at the stats there was hardly any running plays barely any tackling and somehow these pro bowl quarterbacks managed to collectively throw six interceptions i don't even know how that happened so yeah i didn't watch it i just i looked at the stats let's get out of here with the panther parlay i like the miami heat the phoenix suns and those carolina hurricanes put those three together to be your panther parlay that hit yesterday but uh, we're hanging out on Facebook, mostly on Twitter. Give us a shout out. We will shout right back. Most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're doing today. When it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money pools.
0: Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.